Concepts for Living. Welcome to Concepts for Living. Concepts for Living. This service is coming to you from the Chapel of the Anointing. Concepts for Living can change your life today. Hi, welcome again to Concepts for Living. Biblical principles for contemporary living. You know, no serious Bible student could ever miss the tremendous emphasis in the Bible on the oil, the oil of the anointing. In fact, in this message, I'll be speaking from the theme, pour some oil on it. Jacob. <laughs> Jacob the son of Isaac and Rebekah. Jacob, the man in the lineage of Abraham, the father of the faithful. Jacob, his life is emphatically and clearly enunciated in the Chronicles. Note this. It's clear that everything that he did was recorded. His life was an open book. Not a beautiful book, but a book like our book. A book that has weakness in it. A book that has strength. A book that has glory in it. And a book that has gloom in it. A book of success and a book of failure. A book of good and a book of wrong. His book was like your book and my book. So when you hear this message today, don't point your finger at him. Because you see, his book is just like our book. And our book is just like his book. Jacob's life, I say again. Chronicles before, before us, excuse me. So then you will notice that throughout the book of Genesis, you'll find I'm going to note several chapters in each chapter. I'm going to indicate what's happening there. For example, you'll note that in chapter 25, so you may want to get this tape. He's born into an aristocratic family. A noble family. The family that are the descendants of Abraham. Remember it was Abraham that God said, I'm going to bless all the families of the earth through you. He's born into that family. And as he's born into that family, he is one of a set of twins. His brother was Esau, the oldest. And you will note also that there was a blessing associated with the oldest son. He received a special blessing and he received it before everybody else. Yeah. 
Stay with me. This blessing was because he had certain birthrights. But in chapter 25, you see where Jacob robs his brother. He, he robbed his brother in the sense that he caused him to bargain away his birthright for a morsel of food. Jacob. Then, then when you read in chapter 27, you're going to see that Jacob deceives his father, yeah. impersonating his brother. All because of the direction and instruction of his mother. His mother devised a plan of deception because she had a problem. Mother had a problem. <laughs> you see, do you remember that sitcom we used to look at years ago, The Smothers Brothers? One of the brothers would always end up saying, Mother loved him best. Mother loved him best. Long before the sitcom, we had it. We had it in the house of Isaac and Rebecca. Stay with me today. I've been somewhere. I heard something. And I'm going to release what I heard. This mother gave her son misguided advice. She had a problem. Her problem was that she loved one son more than the other. It's the truth. She loved him best. She loved Jacob best. <laughs> Don't you remember that one of the greatest perils that has ever occurred in the family of Abraham was the family becoming divided. I'm going to stay here a minute. It's the same problem with many families today. They're divided. They're not together. They're all jacked up. They have all these different opinions about how things ought to be and how things ought to be done and how they love this one over that one and the other. Wait a minute now. She loved her son better. But they both were her sons. She had a prejudice. She had a preference. As some say, I have a right to. You don't have a right to the pre prejudice or preference that destroys another life. And so we find all of that and there's a price to be paid, by the way. Because when you do that, you, put, you pit siblings against each other. And you may cause the one you say you really love to suffer the most. 
his brother. He deceived his father. Watch this now. And he's being guided by his mother deeper into the abyss of wrong decisions. Chapter 28, he is bestowed the blessing as was customary from the father. A blessing that he would have received had he just waited. I say a blessing he would have received had he just been patient. See, many of us have the challenge of just being patient. And the spin-offs from impatience are enormous. Well, the three points of this message. Number one, the pillory. Number two, the pillow. And number three, the pillar. Stay tuned and be enriched when we consider the importance of pouring some oil upon And I want to talk about the pillory. Say the pillory. Now the pillory, right away, some of y'all, you go down St. George's and you see one where you stick your head in there and you put your arms in there. You know what I'm talking about? Hmm? It was a part of punishment. It, 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 the, the, the pillory, now watch this now, it's important. It means more than stalks made of wood. Where public punishment is on display. But it can also mean the undeniable public retribution for wrongdoing. He's now a man on the run. He's a fugitive because of his deeds. And there are a lot of fugitives running around today. Young men, young women, middle-aged people, even some senior citizens that are fugitives away from where they should have been. Wondering through life, wondering why this is happening, why that's happening. You're going through a pillory. Because wherever he went, he could not get away from what he'd done. Stay awake. Stay awake. He had to face it. And open public criticism. My, my dear, we are, we, we, we're dealing with it today. Now y'all hearing about him. His robbery of his brother Esau. His deception of his father. He now also has to admit he was a victim by his mother. With her own personal prejudices. Yes, he's a fugitive. He's a man on the run. Facing hardships alone. Alone. He's facing it alone. But he didn't create it alone. There's some mitigating circumstances that went on. 
cause things to happen like this. Roll the tape back. There are some people right now that are incarcerated. Not because of what they did necessarily, but what led to what they did. Facing hardships, not knowing how to cope with the situations because they've never been there before. They were never conditioned for that. But here they are. They're victims. As in so many families today who are suffering because of discrimination and partiality. Guarding our sons and our daughters. Cause them to be led astray. Read it for yourself. Genesis 25, verse 28. It says that Isaac loved Esau. And Rebekah loved Jacob. Somebody's got to go home and do some straightening out. Somebody's got to go home today. Wherever you are watching from, you're going to have to take care of business. Today is a good day. You know why? Because it exposes the situation. And not only that, it provides you with some insight as to how to fix the situation. Sure, Jacob suffered, but he's helping us out. Because we can learn from him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jacked up families can be straightened out. Oh, yes. And homes can be recreated. Exploitation, dehumanization, and all the other things that happen in the pillory. Don't worry about them lambs. They ain't no good. Oh, that Smith family, I know all about Smith family. <laughs> you don't know the Smith family. All of us are subject to fall into the same abyss. Yes, sir. But if you've been blessed this morning to be able to look back and see how merciful God has been for your family and your family and my family and your family. You ought to give God praise right now like you got some sense because you wouldn't be where you are had not the Lord been on your side. Yes, you messed up. Yes, you failed. Yes, you did some messed up stuff. But aren't you glad that God has not deserted you? That's the thing that blessed me is that when I looked at it, I looked, I read all these chapters. But when I kept looking, I saw a consistent, I saw something consistent. With all the vacillation, I saw something consistent. You know what I saw consistent? God was always there. God was always there. God was there to say, I am not going to leave you until I fulfill what I said you would do when I said you would be. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to desert you. I'm going to stick with you. So stop taking credit for pulling yourself up by your own bootstrap. No, it's the mercy of God. Somebody ought to just get happy right now. The Lord 
is with me. I don't have what this one has. I don't have what they have. I'm not there. I'm not there. Come on, but, but you ought to thank God this morning. I decree, I declare over you, God has not forsaken you. You are not finished yet. God's got purpose for you. God's got destiny for you. You are still going to make it. Hallelujah. Stay with me. The pillory, the pillory, the pillory. Condemnation. You see, Jacob's life was marked by two contrasts. One, condemnation. Two, conversion. On the one side, we see the guilt. On the other side, we see the grace. On the one side, we see faults. On the other side, we see faith. On one side, we see down. But keep looking, because there's going to be an upside. Something's going to happen. People write one another off, and we do that rather easily. We write one another off. Two places in Jacob's life, two places, don't miss this, two places in Jacob's life is where he existed between. and Peniel. Everyone in this room today will face if you are willing to just keep going. Don't stop. You may not be going as fast as somebody else, but keep your pace. But don't stop. Don't, I said, don't stop. I'm talking to somebody. Not, not everybody, but I'm talking to somebody right now. Don't stop. Because you got quitting in your mind. And you've already concluded that it doesn't make any sense because I haven't been able to make any progress anyhow. God is saying, you can make it. Keep going. And he kept on going. And he kept on going. And he kept on going. And he walked through the high heat of the day. And he walked through until night came. Day, night. Two poles. And when night came, he decides it's time to rest. So I need a pillow. So the pillory led to the pillow. A place to rest. A place of comfort. A place of renewal. A place of restoration. He sleeps on his pillow. But his pillow was made of stone. How many would dare takes the hard things in life to rest on. How many of us would rather spend time criticizing even ourselves instead of taking what you got and making what you need? Well, I sincerely trust that you've been blessed and inspired by this word. 
and that you've come to a fresh appreciation for the anointing oil. Until next time, when I shall come to you again, more concepts for living, biblical principles for contemporary living. May God bless you and yours.